landscape beyond. I hope we weren't in no accident. The coach swayed as the coachman and footman jumped the ground, the low rumble of male voices filling the air. Jeanette gripped her handkerchief inside her palm. Drat it! What now? As if things weren't bad enough already. A minute later, the coach's wizened face and sloped shoulders appeared at the window. I'm sorry, my lady, but it appears we're stuck. Jeanette's eyebrows rose. What do you mean, stuck? It's the weather, my lady. All the rain of late has turned the road back to bog. Bog? As in big wheel-sucking muddy hole kind of bog? A wail rose into her throat. She swallowed the cry and firmed her lower lip, refusing to let it so much as quiver. German Samuel and me'll keep trying, the coachman continued. But it may be a while before we're on our way. Perhaps you'd like to step out while we... She shot him an appalled look, so appalled, obviously, that his words trailed abruptly into silence. What was wrong with the man, she wondered. Was he daft? Or blind, perhaps? Couldn't he see her beautiful Nakarat travelling dress? The shade, bright and pretty as a perfect tangerine, or the stylish kid leather half-boots she'd had dyed especially to match prior to her departure from London. Obviously he had no common sense, nor any appreciation of the latest styles. But mayhap she was being too hard on him, since after all, what did any man really know about ladies' fashion? Step out to where? Into that mud? She gave her head a vigorous shake. I shall wait right where I am. It may get a mite rough once we start pushing, my lady. There's your safety to consider. Don't worry about my safety. I shall be fine in the coach. If you need to lighten the load, however, you have my leave to remove my trunks. But please be sure not to set them into the mud. I shall be most distressed if they are begrimed or damaged in any manner. She waved a gloved hand. And Betsy may step down if she wishes. Betsy looked uncertain. Are you sure, my lady? I don't think I ought to leave you. It's fine, Betsy. There's nothing you can do here anyway, so go with John. Besides, Jeanette moaned to herself, it'll be nothing new, since I'm well used to being deserted these days. The grey-haired man fixed a pair of kindly eyes on the servant girl. Best you come with me. I'll see you at a safe spot. Once Betsy was lifted free of the coach and the worst of the mud, the barouche's door was firmly relatched. The servants set about unloading the baggage, then began the gruelling task of trying to dislodge the vehicle's trapped wheels. A full half-hour passed with no success. Jeanette stubbornly kept her seat, faintly queasy from the vigorous periodic rocking of the coach as the men and horses strained to force the carriage out of its hole. From the exclamations of annoyed disgust that floated on the air, puncturing the rustic silence, she gathered their attempts had done nothing but sink the wheels even deeper into the mire. Withdrawing a fresh handkerchief from her reticule, she patted the perspiration from her forehead. Blazing from above, the sun had burned off the clouds, but was doing little to dry the muddy morass around her. Afternoon heat ripened the air, turning it sticky with a humidity that was unusual for these parts even in midsummer, or so she'd been informed.
At least she wasn't crying anymore. A blessing, since it wouldn't do to arrive at her cousin's house, assuming she ever did arrive, looking bloated and puffy, her eyes damp and red-rimmed. It was humiliating enough knowing what her cousins must think of her banishment. A far worse ignominy to greet them looking anything but her best. A fly buzzed into the coach, fat and black and repugnant. Jeanette's lip curled with distaste. She shooed the insect with her handkerchief, hoping it would fly out the opposite window. Instead, it turned and raced straight for her head. She let out a sharp squeal and batted at it again. Buzzing past her nose, it landed on the window frame, its transparent wings glinting in the brilliant sunlight. The insect strolled casually along the painted wooden sill on tensile, hair-thin legs. With equal nonchalance,